What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Russell the Fourth. Hey, everybody, it's me, Brandy. And welcome back to another episode of the What They Never Told Us podcast. What's going on? We are back in the building. It is Tuesday, my favorite day of the week. Close second Wednesday for the live. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite day is Saturday. Saturday? Why Saturday? Saturday? Spe- specifically, Saturday is like the Saturday that's coming up where we are kid-free. Every other Saturday. And, <laughs> and I don't got to worry about nothing with the podcast. Like, there's nothing that we have to do on Saturday. It's, it's a beautiful day of Speak rest. Speak for yourself. It's a beautiful day of rest. No, it's not. You don't know how to rest low-key because <laughs> you always find something to do. I want to. I got to make sure. We got to clean this. We got we to gotta do that. It's the truth. This stuff do need to be done. But it ain't rest. <laughs> That's my rest. Your rest. We got to get you about the state for you to rest. Nah, so we getting like, we still haven't decided what we're doing with the season, whether we're just going to continue to record or whether we're taking breaks. But we're getting to the part in the season where we talk about sex. Ooh. And I've been not... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been thinking about, I don't know why we always have like this magic spot of when to do the sex episode, but it just feels you like just we feel have to get like, yeah, feel it in the uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it reminds me of this thing that I saw that said men have sex with who they can. Women have sex with who they want to. And mm. I was, I was thinking about the sex episode. I'm like, you know what? That's true. Men have sex with who they can. Yeah. Women have sex with who they want to. Yes. Okay. And it it really made so one of our one of our friends on Facebook when we was posting no, we went live and we were talking about um dating, casual dating and all of that. And he said something that kind of paired well with that. Like men date with the expectation that it's gonna end up in something. Mm. And a woman knows beforehand. I'm either going to give it to him or I ain't. Really? And so when I was thinking about that, I I was like, that's why we were coming at that from two totally Mm. different perspectives. Like I, in my mind, I'm like, if I don't want to have sex with you, I'm not going to have sex with you. Like there's no matter how many amount of dates we go on, like it's not going to change that if in my mind, I don't want to do that. But if you're dating with the end goal that something's going to come from that, I can see how you would feel like, Oh no, there's all this temptation that comes with dating and we're flirting with danger and all of this. And I was like, I I can see that. I don't think that's where I was coming from. At least that's not my perspective. As far as what? It, my basis for why I felt like that. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that that's why you oh, felt like that. I'm okay. just saying that that's a, if, if in your mind dating equates with that, like. It doesn't, though. Okay. It doesn't. I don't, I don't think you have to have sex with people you date with. Mm-hmm. I do think that you're more likely to have sex with people that you're going on continuous dates with versus people that you don't go places with and do romantic things. I just think you're more likely to. I don't think you have to have sex. I don't think everybody has sex when they go on casual dates. I just think it heightens the chances that it will happen. The more you spend time with people, naturally, the more feelings go, especially when you're attracted to them, especially when you find them attractive, right? If you're somebody who, when your body starts calling, if you don't have a real reason that you're like keeping yourself or anything, or maybe you do have a reason. I think the most the person who's most likely to have access to you 
the person that you know you can. And I think that quote is accurate, too. <laughs> I think that quote is accurate, too, because we I don't want to skip past that because that's really whoever said that spitting because it's just different. It's yeah. different. Women, um, I think what attracts men to women versus what attracts women to men women to men is just mm-hmm. different you know Absolutely. what i mean um we i think i hear people say all the time and of course this isn't this is a generalization and it's not this way across the board i'm sure but most of the time uh initially it's the physical right and i think men tend to put more emphasis on that versus anything else mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i also know some dudes who just enjoy the act so much that it really don't even require much physically. If, like if you're willing, if she's willing, you're a willing participant. If you catch me on the right night, you might be able to be able there, to get some from me. There are some <laughs> scenarios where, like, I don't know, I don't know how guys look at other guys. So maybe y'all don't have this thought, but women definitely have this thought, especially like if there's a product of the act, right? So let's say you you have a baby and there's a nice looking, attractive man, and then you see his baby mama, and you be like, what? Like, how did, mm. and so to me, that that makes sense. Like, oh, she was willing, so he did. Where versus women, I don't think you see that as much. Where, like, there's a question. I disagree. Really? I think you see way more attractive women with ugly men than you see attractive men with ugly women. I think when you have a really, what's the term that I hate right now everybody uses, a high value man. Oh, Lord. (laughs) When you see that dude, uh, let's just not equate it to looks, but he's handsome, he's well off, he's financially stable, he's got all of the stuff that is attractive. I think it's rare that you see him with the ugly girl. I think he's with the arm, the eye candy, the arm, you know, the what they call it, the trophy wife. Um, But I think you can be a ugly dude with a beautiful bank account and pull the most attractive woman in the world. Yeah, but that's the guy you got another, like, you have another (laughs) attribute that's making up for that. I'm not talking about the famous people. I'm talking about the everyday in my hood. Even still, the drug dealers (laughs) in the hood. I've seen some really ugly men (laughs) who just, you know, they wear a lot of designer (laughs) And they got uh, pretty girlfriends. I'm not looking at the women like that. I'm only looking at the men like that. And I've had several conversations with like girlfriends of mine where you're like, did you see, did you know that was his baby mama? I cannot believe that. And you just be like, you don't understand. Like you can't fathom in your head. And I know there are other things that make people attracted, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. But I think when I heard that statement, a lot of stuff started making sense to me. Like, yeah, um, I mean, when you talk about relationships, that's one thing. Yeah. We're talking about just sex, just sex, yeah, just sex alone. I think women are more pickier yes. with who they have sex with. We're not talking about relationships. That's one thing. But mm-hmm. we're talking about just sex. I think um, men, you know, men can be <laughs> dogs at times. You know what I mean? So they women tend can to be dogs too. They can, they can. It's rare that they get caught in the act, but they slide off. And once in a while, they got it in, got it in. You know what I mean? To be a little, you know, sly with it. But yeah, it's 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 interesting to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. I know. For me, I I don't think I've ever been like, except for my very first time, right? And I don't know if we sex episode, and so I don't want to go too deep into that. Okay. But I think that that was just the only time where I was like. I just had sex because he wanted to. 
Mm. Any other time and that whether my reasoning was good or not, I felt like it was my choice to do that. Yeah. Like it wasn't any like and and again, I went into the situation knowing like, yeah, that's somebody I could be with like that or nah, it'll never happen. And I've never taken a it'll never happen and turned it into a it happened. Really? A- absolutely not. I don't think I've ever said it'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Point proven. <laughs> When Point I was out there, it. you catch me on the right day. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're, men have standards, okay? Men have standards. I just think Barely. they're a lot different. They're a lot different. But if we be honest with you, like, if we're being honest, right? In When you first meet somebody, they're far more attractive than after you get to really know them, right? So there's people who I meet initially, right? Mm-hmm. And it might not always be just physical, right? Like sometimes it's their personality. Sometimes it's the confidence because I've had some really, I ain't going to lie, I ain't going to say her name, but there's a girl in high school who was a first girl who ever just aggressively um, tried to initiate you. sex yeah. with me. Yeah, Like she didn't want a relationship. Didn't even know she even was checking for me like that. She slid me a letter. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I thought maybe it was someone gave me a letter and she just delivered it mm-hmm. but i went to the class i opened it up i was like oh shoot what is this <laughs> getting freaky in the letter oh my god <laughs> and it was just so aggressive after that no i don't know if it was after that class but it was that same day we're coming up the hallway in different ways and i'm you know i'm now really i'm really green i'm really wet behind the ears so i'm so awkward i'm like how do i react i'm just like okay i mean literally Walk right up to me, like caress my my genitalia, like really just look me dead in my in eye. In high like, school, in high school, oh, I got deja vu. Bit her bottom lip was like I was like. Ooh. Now, mind you, before that day, never even looked at her like that. But from that moment, I, was like, <laughs> I might be able to do that. <laughs> it was, but it was that confidence, yeah, that was so attractive to me. Like before that, all my relations were just like, oh, we held hands, oh, we kissed. It was like, oh wait, there's more we could do with this. We finna take it to a different level. This is amazing. <laughs> I was in the ten grade. I was like, whoa, this is different. Um, so I would say that in the beginning. Before I, you get to know somebody, mm-hmm. there's just that what I want to present you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I didn't have nothing to go off of, but what she offered me, and all, what she offered me was confidence and sexuality. And off that alone, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, <laughs> she can get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That, I don't think, yeah, I can't say that that was ever... That was ever the case for me. I I know how people present in the in the beginning, and like I need to see through that. Like mm. I need to know you. Like I can't even I can't even say that I've engaged in sexual activity with somebody that I didn't know. Right? Like uh. I had to really get to see who you are before. So everybody that says with you knew well. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes. That's that's good. <laughs> Kudos. Can you say the same? Kudos. No, I can't. <laughs> I knew them all, but I can't say I knew you them. You knew them well. Well. Um, but I, I will say this. But that was early on. A, a lot of my view on sex and who I chose to have sex with was shaped by the environment and the people that I was around. Yeah. So. We like, are really sex with soda right now. We got to chill. We got to. <laughs> but, okay. but this is kind of fitting because we did get a comment. 
um, on our last live last Wednesday. If you haven't, go check that out um, via Facebook, YouTube, or it's on streaming platforms. But someone asked, um, do you think that the honeymoon phase can last throughout the entire relationship? Do you, do you think it has to go away? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fitting that we're talking about this like kind of concept of in the beginning of a relationship, the things that just intrigue you so, right? Yeah. So along those lines, right? In when we had the live, I jumped out there and I just flat out said no. I just flat out was like, yeah, no, I don't I don't that believe the honeymoon that. phase cannot last the entire relationship. I don't believe it can so last the entire I think relationship. You have to define what the honeymoon phase is. Like what does that mean to you? Well, let me just go well I honeymoon hard. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm a people person. I love people. I don't do good with big social settings, but I love intimate social settings. So mm-hmm. you give me small group of people, small settings, that's where I thrive in. Um, so when I meet somebody new, I'm just really excited about digging deep yeah. and learning the intricacies of that person, mm-hmm. right? How they tick, how they think, what makes them laugh, their interests, where they came from. Like all of that just fascinates me. Um, fascinated so much. So in fact, that that fascination can be, you know, misconstrued for other things. But for me, it's just all of those things associated with that. The bubbly feelings, the visceral responses when somebody comes around, the butterflies in the stomach, the heart beating fast, mm-hmm. the response to their touch is like, oh my God, this is crazy. I've never felt nothing like that. Like <laughs> how many times y'all said it before we were relationship? Like, I don't do this. I don't I never felt like this before. First of all, why you gotta do the girl voice when you do that? Yeah, Dudes say that too. Yeah, no, they don't. Yes, they do. Yo, it's I, crazy. Don't even be like this. I yo, know like, a bunch of dudes that was doing some stuff <laughs> like I ain't never had no girl make me want to oh. <laughs> you welcome. Okay. Oh, all right, you calm down. How about that? How about that? Hey, you welcome. <laughs> nah, but for me, that's just what it represents, right? Like that just initial infatuation with somebody. So for me, I think I agree with everything that you said. But also the for me, the honeymoon phase is like where most of the time you can do no wrong in my eyes. Like I'm I'm willing to excuse certain things that, you know, oh, he just nervous or maybe, you know, like, oh, maybe, you know, that's cute. It's quirky, but <laughs> it ain't nothing that I would never really go for. But because yeah. you're doing it and because I have such good feelings and good vibes about you that I'm like, oh, okay, I can overlook that. I can overlook yeah, that. Stuff that good. I know I really don't like. But... I usually don't like that, but it's cute when he <laughs> but do it. But when he do it, it's, it's real cute. <laughs> um, So that's what it is to me. And, and for me, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be 100% honest, I don't honeymoon for very long. Like, that... I. That phase where it's like, oh, I'm all over you. You can never do anything wrong. Da, da, da. How long that last? Mm. I mean, it's different with with everybody. But what's your longest honeymoon? <laughs> it was probably you. I it think about a longest, year. It, it was. It was probably about a year. I, I think got three sixty five up out it's, of you. It's weird because with us, it's it's not new. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like for we sure. have a lot of history together. Mm-hmm. And even though we spent nearly 20 years apart, when we came back together, even though we were different people because we were older, we still felt like the same people, you know, definitely at the core still, of who we are. For sure. Definitely still. You were familiar. Yeah. But it was still exciting to 
um, get to know this new version of you, like right. the new phase of life, what you've been through up until this point. So let's talk about our honeymoon. Let's talk about not our honeymoon, but our honeymoon phase, right? <laughs> so let's take it all the way back to the beginning, right? Y'all know the story. If you don't, if it's your first time listening, quick synopsis. Dated all through middle school, high school, on and off, like kids do. <laughs> um, after junior year, uh, after a very dramatic high school break. <laughs> Wait, one day we got to tell the story. After a really so <laughs> it's so dramatic for no reason. But after a really dramatic uh, ending to our relationship, that was kind of the end of it up until uh, beginning of 2020. No, end of 2020. End of 2020. Excuse me. You're right. I keep doing that. I think on the on the locker room episode, I say, "Yo, we've been together since 2019." (laughs) You're right. Okay. End of 2020. uh, When we got reacquainted, um, so run into her mom at the grocery store. um, You ain't got to go through all that. You're right. Mom was like, "Yo, she's single." I was like, "Oh, that's dope." I'm quick. I mean, I came to. I just can't stop. But, um. That leads up to us uh, meeting at the park. Yeah, but we now had, I feel like you're skipping a bunch of stuff. But well, you told me to it's skip. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> what do I, what do Go I, back and listen to season one, what episode do I do? two, or something like that. We'll be good. So here's int- interesting stuff. So we... Well, you tell me what parts did you feel it's like. Okay. No, it's no, okay. No, we got a whole hour to fill. It's only 17 minutes. <laughs> tell the stuff that needs to be said. Come on. I just feel like, I mean, you can't go from my mom was like, hey, yo, my daughter's single to, okay, hey, yo, so me I'm better. The park. <laughs> okay. was a lot in between there. I will say that that opened the door for an interest. I think she planted something in your mind and she also planted something in my mind like, yo, that's, that hmm. made. Yeah interactions that we were already having just as people who knew each other on the internet. internet. Ha ha ha. You posted a funny video. I posted a prayer. That's dope. Whatever. Um, It took those interactions and made them feel more Hmm, significant. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of flirting, a lot of talking back and forth. Then we have our date in the park and our date in the park was the epitome of honeymoon phase. Like it was like, (laughs) You know, I thought about this the other day, too, and I'm not going to do it because this is old Russell and I've evolved, so I'm not going to go back into it. Continue. No, you have to say what you're talking about. What are you talking about? I can't. I can't. You thought about what the other day? The date? I thought about our day at the park, right? How you sat and argued with me for two episodes about how dating is innocent and then how we was at the park busting slabs on each other on the brink of getting nasty. And here you are talking about First of all, we was not on the brink of getting nasty. I was grabbing your booty. That is such a lie. I didn't touch your butt. That is such a lie. I didn't touch your butt. At the park? Fix your mouth and lie on the Lord's podcast. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I literally don't remember don't. that. I, bet I definitely Did remember kiss? kissing you. Um, open yes. mouth? Yeah. Yeah. Was it intense? Yeah. I grabbed you by your coat like but, that. But. Oh, no, but. Here's the thing. Pause. <laughs> now, this is you. We weren't about to get busy. Of course not. But That's I'm, what you said. No, of course. Okay, we were yeah. very far away from that. Course, you know I'm being dramatic. Okay, <laughs> we weren't about to have sex, but that shows you you had no intentions of doing any of that. That's not true. So that, once again, this, this is why I'm talking about dating. How it can be a timeout. Timeout. Hold on, can I say something quick? Kissing doesn't have to be like when we. That was some real intense when kissing met, for the first time. When we met at the in 20 first of all, years. I, stop lying like that. How am so I lying? Listen. 
<laughs> Look at you about to lie. I'm not about to lie. <laughs> you definitely about to lie. So when we met at the park, yes, we had been talking for two every days. day. No, it wasn't two days. Baby, don't do that. We're going to go back into text messages after I, this. Listen, we, post we married things. now. It's wholesome. We can be things. honest. No, I'm saying it wasn't two days. How many days did we text before? her birthday is in October. <laughs> so we it started in September. Huh? Whose birthday is October? No, it's in September. It's in September, but it's at the end of September, like the <laughs> that's, middle. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It was two weeks. It was, baby. It was okay. two weeks. Okay, don't do that. It was like seven days or something. <laughs> Nine days. It was, it was, but we were talking all day, every day, right? For one week. And then I met you at the park. And the we first was making it was two days. Out. Now it's one week. We're getting off subject. Cause this is, <laughs> this is why I didn't want to bring it up. Cause this has nothing to do with it. But, but no, anyway. So yes, yeah. we kissed and yes, it was intense. <sighs> But it was not about to lead oh to no God. banging in the park. It wasn't, of course not, but it was very intense. But again, yeah. like epitome of feeling all the feels. Oh, of course. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We had had been having in-depth conversations. Mm-hmm. We definitely knew at that time that it was something that we both wanted to pursue. Yeah. Um. So, again, I was only seeing what I wanted to see, right? Mm. And for me... <laughs> I don't even me, like where you finna go. No, what? <laughs> That's how, like... I for, was blinded by the things mm-hmm. I felt. Because once the moves over, I'm like, hey, yo, this dude is trying. We, we here now. Oh. No, <laughs> Wow, that's what we do it. That's what we do it. No, but shots fired. Shots fired. I'm gonna take this thing away from you. Anyways, <laughs> shooting shots at me. So yeah, it was to me. It was the epitome of the honeymoon phase. Like we're doing cutesy stuff. Yeah, we're sitting in the back of my trunk at the park, talking about life, mm-hmm. feeling all the feels. We do kiss. From that moment, it kind of set a standard for our relationship for the better part of a year because we weren't distracted by, you know, the things of the world, going to the movies, going out to dinner. We were in the middle of a pandemic, so it was just us. And we created this world where really nobody else existed. Is, like We definitely fell in love in the apocalypse. Yeah, we... <laughs> Definitely felt like walking dead. It was definitely desperate times. Like so, for me, our honeymoon phase lasted long before we even were talking. Like it lasted a long time. Let me just say that. Yeah. Because we weren't introducing kids. We really didn't go anywhere for other like to get uh, other people involved or anything like that. Like it was just me and you, and we created this fairy tale world. So let's uh, describe what the fairy tale was like. What are what were we like in that phase of the relationship? Oh, we were very lovey dovey. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> we were very doting over each other. Oh my god, we we did. <laughs> Random stuff. I did random stuff. Russell was not very thoughtful in this phase, but I was definitely dropping coffee at your front door. Um, oh, yeah. There's never you- been a time where you just came over my house and I had a handwritten two page poem with roses and all your favorite candies. And that's never happened. Roses? Roses. It was in a basket <laughs> with a handwritten poem, two pages. It was on Valentine's Day. No, it wasn't. It was random. <laughs> it's out of nowhere. You just came over. It was like, uh, you talked about a letter. I wrote you a letter, but I wrote you a letter in the style. Massaging your feet. Hold on, time out. You cut me off. I wrote you a letter <laughs> in the style of 1999. Hey, what's up, Earth? 
Just hanging. Drop her down a lot. Was this a competition? You act like I wouldn't do it doting over you. No, you were you were definitely doting over just me. Every little moment I could not keep my camera off of her. Every little thing she was doing, I was like he filming. Did. He made a lot of taking pictures. Videos. When I'm at work, I'm just going through like the night before crazy videos we're doing i'm literally editing down with like r&b music behind the videos <laughs> sending her these like uh off guard caught off guard moments of, yeah so we, but bottom yeah. line is we honeymooned really hard like we honeymooned it was a mess it was very intense and <laughs> sitting in the car because once again this is this is pandemic yeah right everything's shut down so we can't go to the movies we can't um, we can't do any like really go out to eat. <laughs> nothing. We, we go out in the car. We driving to Detroit to go to the Cheesecake Factory to get takeout. Sit in the car and eat it and drive home. But low key, one of our best days was in the line at Chick Fil A. That was the same day. Yeah, <laughs> we got cheesecake and then we went and went and stood in that line. But it was just like all we could do was focus on each other. There mm-hmm. weren't any distractions. Not like fun outings it was just each other so for me i feel like in most relationships there's like a fizzle right mm-hmm. so you have this honeymoon phase okay now y'all decide that y'all want to be together this is who you want for a time or for a lifetime whatever you decide mm-hmm. and as you guys live life together the honeymoon phase kind of fizzles and you just settle into normalcy for us I feel like it was like crash and burn. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let me say something right here. And this is what messed me up. Because I feel like this is my observation. And admittedly, I could be way off with this. So if you don't agree, then just tell me I'm in my head. You know, I have no problem with that. Yes. (laughs) But I feel like my default setting isn't that far off from like honeymoon phase behavior. You know what I mean? Like. I'm more dreamy in my head in the mm-hmm. clouds mm-hmm. and that's more me. Absolutely. You're more rooted. Hey. Yes. Kite and string. Kite and string. <laughs> yes. That analogy, right? Um, you're the string that holds mm-hmm. us down. I'm the floaty kite. Um, so I feel like the the difference between who I am in the honeymoon period isn't as drastic as the difference between how you are versus how you're That's in fair. Because... <laughs> That's Look, fair. Let like, me tell you, this is why I crashed the bird. Because I was like, yo, what's wrong? What's happening? I'm like, you being weird. What are you talking about? She didn't even notice it. Because for, let me tell you how Brandy was during the honeymoon period. Look, let's put her on blast. She might not remember this, but I'm telling you right now, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth. <laughs> to help you God. It's the drama for me. <laughs> Listen to me. This is how it was honeymoon period. She's over. We're watching TV. If I touched her on her neck, she'd be like this. She closed her eyes and go, <laughs> like immediately like me touching her she would show me what her body how her body's responding like a oh he's touching me like I hadn't been touched in a very long time <laughs> yo yo so that was what i was it. starved okay that's what that was okay all right my body was like oh you feel that we feel that we need to go home so there was that then like just the way she looked at me she smiled all the time right i still do you don't do it as much okay 
I I don't want to like you're very happy. Your smile is beautiful, but it don't happen as much, right? You used to come in, your voice was like two octaves higher. Whatever. Hey, babe, like you know, all touching on me, smiling, like looking at me with these eyes, like dreamy. And I'm like, yo, this is so different to how she was back in. Like it's a whole like, wow, she's so. You know what I mean? And then one day I go over, it's like, hey, babe. Okay, all right, cool. She's busy. She doing I think stuff. We determined that that was PMS. You cannot keep holding that. Again. I thought that. <laughs> I initially thought that, and I'm sure it definitely heightened it during that time because it was a little more intense. But there was like a drastic difference, and I remember I probably when I was like, "Yo, the honeymoon phase is officially over." Yeah, and, like, and I hey. agree. You were like, "No, it's not." Like I just, I'm not as. Uh, there's a word you use, and I remember. It, it significantly because I had to Google it, but I don't remember what it is. He said, just because I'm naturally more stoic. Stoic, yes. I'm naturally more stoic. So, like, that's just me. Like, you know, now that we're settling in. I was used to you. I'm used to you. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, I think at the point where it became routine, like, I knew what to expect from yeah. you. I wasn't surprised by the fact that you were going to be affectionate with me. I wasn't surprised at the yeah. fact that anytime you could touch me that you were going to. I wasn't surprised by the fact that you were going to tell me how much you love me. It just, I got used to it. And it became so normal that mm. it didn't surprise me anymore. And that sounds bad, but really it was a good thing because I was able to let my guard down and just let you love me. And I realized that I didn't have to pretend yeah. to be something that I wasn't naturally to get you to love me, like that you were just going to love me. You had made that choice. You had made that commitment. And I was like, mm, probably not going to be able to keep this up for too long. So I might as well go ahead and let them know. <laughs> you that, did like, not I have that not, thought. I know I really did. Oh my God. I really did because it's, it's hard to act beyond yourself all the time. I thought it was naturally happening. You were forcing yourself to be that way. Some stuff. Like Some what? stuff for sure. Like what? Like the being at the door every time when you pulled up and, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm naturally catering. Like, I do believe that. Oh, like absolutely. I, absolutely. I just those things just come natural to me. Yeah. The things that don't come natural to me is like the rubbing on your head. The knowing the excitement. that. Yes. Like, yeah. Like are you here. OK, sit down. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> So like this now this was if I'm being honest with you this was really difficult for me more difficult for me than I articulated and I don't think I've really addressed it because this was my central trauma this yes. was like the nucleus of my uh divorce um in the the you know into my marriage was this idea that she's just not that into you yeah, that and I settled on that before mm -hmm. because we were just such good friends that we never had that phase where it was like, oh, I can't keep my hands off you. We ne we didn't yeah. have that phase, but I settled on that and went straight into just the decision phase. Mm -hmm. But I'm naturally just more like, let's do romantic things. Like, you know me, like if I can't go that long with us just being in the same 
Yeah. Space. Like I want us I feel to like we're just living life together. Duh, that's what we're doing. No. What's wrong with that? Listen, I mean this <laughs> and I said it on the live. I'm gonna say here first, it needs to be on the t-shirt. Don't get used to me. I hate it when people get used to me. Like I feel like I'm I'm that new toy when you open it up, it's like ooh. But after a while, it's just there. You know what I mean? Uh, to me, like as married people. I think there are things that we can do to still foster the feeling of the honeymoon phase. But I do think that, so I think what I was saying, let me go back to that, is that it fizzles, it fizzles for most. It just mm. crash and burn for us because we live life in a bubble for more than a year. When we had to transition to living life together, it was like we were in a bubble, not even kids a part of this bubble for at least like eight months. Then we introduce kids and I'm, I'm noticing a different dynamic. Like when we're all together, all the attention's not on me. I can't solely focus on him because we got other people running around who also need our attention. So then that became like a, a, a hard stop for the, Hey babe, how are you? Like, okay, now we got to yeah. entertain the kids. Now we got to do this. We got like, just trying to get out the house with all of them was stressful enough to the rest of the day. I didn't even want to look at you. Like, and before the marriage, like, because we, I think because we. About, yeah, this was when we were dating. We were trying to go to the beach. Yeah, I think we we definitely, once we realized, okay, like, I think this is what we want. Mm-hmm. I think we're on the same page. So we just started trying to see what life was like, right? Once we introduced the kids to one another, um, that's when I noticed, oh, the vibe is different. Mm-hmm. When it's just me and you being mm-hmm. me and you mm-hmm. versus when it's me and you and also being a mom and a dad. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And also with you, because you're so naturally catering and you and you love like that, mm-hmm. you being a mom they drains yeah. your battery more mm-hmm. so than the average person because you do stuff that don't even need to be done for people. Absolutely. We just got to the other day. I can't remember what it was. But I was like, No, you was mad at me because I put a band aid on my baby. No, the, you talking about the 17 year old? He's my baby. <laughs> the one that's my drives. first baby. Although, almost 18 year old. <laughs> He's my first baby. That's my baby. Said, oh, I can't reach it. It's on my elbow. No, I said he can't reach it. He, he I know. I said that boy it. can reach it. <laughs> he can't reach that. I said, Look, this is going to be the last time I'm going to be able just to put a band aid on him. <laughs> okay. See? I'm already having separation anxiety. He's about to go to college. Like, don't try to take them little moments like, away from me. See, that's why I can't get none at the end of the night. Because. <laughs> You put on band-aids and pick some plates. Sit down somewhere. You see me today. I'm like, baby, can I do the dishes? I got you. Sit down. You see me? Look. <laughs> you sit down and rest. I got this. Save a little bit for me. <laughs> I'm like, let me get, let me get some. Let me help you. Sit down. But, but, but you're naturally a caterer, right? Yes. So I noticed that early on, right? Yes. And instantly I was like, okay, what can I do to lessen? the battery being drained. And I don't think you knew it, but it was very intentional for me. So the stuff that I came in, like trying to like have a voice in with stuff that I saw was like, you know, like, nah, how's this going to work when we married? Cause I, I can't have a baby busting and talk about some, can I have some cereal in the <laughs> middle of the night? <laughs> you need to go back to bed. <laughs> Get in bed. We got, babe, we got to shut this down. Let's let you know what I mean. Yeah. But I think one of the things that you also did is like, we talked about it earlier where we are not, we talked about it before where you feel like when you wrangle the kids, mm. like I don't have to do the 
the organize, the clean, the cook, the stuff yeah. because you're handling the kids. But in that sense, I feel like I haven't gotten any attention because from no, from you. Because you've been kid wrangling and I've been over here like busting my butt and it looks like y'all having a grand old time. See, this is <laughs> what's news to me. In when when you're in my mode, I really, literally, and this is surprising me, mm-hmm. I feel like you don't need my attention. And yeah, no, why would you ever think that? Now, this is an observation I've had, and you know, sometimes I be an unprofessional therapist. Yes, very unprofessional. <laughs> very, so very let me uncertified. Give my, let me give my ghetto doctor feel so he can be like, shut up. Very uncertified. But no, no, this is, you've told me this, so I'm, I'm being dramatic, but um, you poured yourself into your season of motherhood mm-hmm. when you realize, like, I'm not being able to be the wife that I want to be, so I'm good on that. I'm going to be the best mom I can be. Mm-hmm. That was not just an assignment that you had. It was an assignment that you loved and it was a coping skill. Yes. So the way you loved your kids wasn't from a place of obligation. It was a place of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, Lord, I'm losing my thought. What What was the initial thought that I went to this for? Like, what were we talking about <laughs> when I when I when you were talking about? See, this is how unprofessional. We is. both got bad memories. Um, we were talking about how you, um, Keep the kids occupied while I clean and cook. Oh, yeah. I feel like you don't need attention. Yes. Because I feel like you're being affirmed from that place of motherhood. Mm. I felt that for a while. Like when I see, like I'll see you dead tired and Neil come and say, Mommy, can you come play with me? But I see something light up in you when you're playing. Mm -hmm. Because there are times where I feel like you're getting affirmed from that place. I feel like there's not room for me to pour into you. Sometimes I feel like me loving on you while the kids are being kids and mommy, 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 do my, you know, like your your son's 17, he still is like, can you make my plate? How, how do I do this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, I don't know how to do this. Famous a taco, bro. You put the stuff you wanted on the inside. Can you do it for me? No, do it yourself. So when I do feel like I want to love on you during those mm-hmm. times, it feels like I'm putting something else on you. Here's another person I have to pour out into because he's just another person who needs me. So in those moments, my mindset is, let me not be somebody she needs to tend to. I'll be like, okay, I'll wait for the kids to go to bed. I know when we get in bed, we're going to pray together. Or we'll do a devotional. I'll snuggle up with her and I'll love on her then or the morning times when the kids are here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's been my mindset. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's legitimately a true thought that I've had. I think there's a fine balance in what you're saying, mm-hmm. right? Because there is a point where I just have to give attention to the kids. And not because they need it, but because I need it. Because, you know, we co-parent. So that lessens the time mm-hmm. that we get with the kids. All of them are in school now. So that the time that we have is limited there. Then your kids are only here for a limited time. So then trying to build relationship and bonds yeah. like that, like when I have the opportunity to just give them my undivided attention, I, I do like to take that. However, on the flip side, when the house is just crazy and the the thought is, hey, I'm just going to take the kids and go and occupy them and go have fun. But all the normal household stuff is 
still needs to be done and mm-hmm. I want to have fun and I want to spend time with you and you I want to have fun. Shut up. Okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm being left out in a, in a, in a sense. So it does feel like in those instances, I could have more of your attention, not as somebody who needs me, but mm. somebody who's there to help me. Oh, and okay. So, oh, see, look so at me. Then, I was looking at it from the lens of my love language and yeah. not yours. So then, you don't mean you need me to hug on you no, and come kiss no, you and baby. smack your booty while you no, cook it. No, baby. You mean that's like, when hey. I get irritated. <laughs> okay. Help me. This is nigga. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's where yeah. This I'm is at. breakthrough. <laughs> this is I'm breakthrough. So then, when that stuff is done, we can all have fun. Wow. Okay. So that's where I'm at with it. So again, mm. that's where I'm saying like our honeymoon phase, we crook, we quickly was like, all right. So when we incorporate we the kids, you was just front. <laughs> <laughs> that last couple months where you were still being like, oh. I know I was trying to maintain it. I really was. Wow. I was trying to maintain it, but it, it just became too much. I think you recognize that that's not naturally the way that I show love. So now I'm trying to show love in a way that I, I didn't. show love. I really thought that's not true. In we the beginning, when it was language conversation very early, these are hurting my head. So I'm gonna take. Go one. ahead. Yeah, but when we when we were in the beginning of our relationship, I didn't. I didn't like you were saying my love language is this, but I'm going by how you're loving me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't say, oh yeah, I know this is gonna fade away and she's gonna be like this. I legitimately thought this is you. I mean, I did. I think I do make a concerted effort, and I, I feel like somewhere in here, it's it's insinuating that I don't do any of that stuff anymore. No, no, that's not the case. No, but, no, it's not naturally. Yeah. You. Now you make. I I know when I make. And this is what we're articulating it, yeah. that you're making a decision to do that. Absolutely, it's not your natural state. Absolutely. So you put effort in to do those things. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. You're still very much so loving on me. You love me. You speak my love language, and we're still very affectionate. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But the it's different. It's not coming it's from very a, different. Yeah. You know what I mean. I know. Every once in a blue moon, when you look at me a certain way, versus you just coming on right away, it's just like, hey, you know, it's like <laughs> it's different now. But um, I do. I want to say this. I I do believe, and I start off with this, and I just want to expound. I don't think it lasts forever. And I think a lot of people say that because it's a good thought and I think it sounds good. And I think the intent behind the statement when they say, oh, the honeymoon doesn't have to go away. I don't believe the honeymoon phase has to go away. I think we can do this for the rest of our lives. I'm not, I think the intent is that we we're going to love each other well for the rest of our lives. We're always going to be excited to spend time together. Mm-hmm. We're always going to have an element of fun. And I don't think that has to go away. Absolutely not. But I do think where it comes from and the motive and the drive to do those things, I think it comes from a different place. In the beginning, the drive is just it's new. It's new. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like there's chemicals in your brain during that time <laughs> mm-hmm. that are literally activating that stop after a while. Mm-hmm. Like we use the analogy of a toy, right? Like when my son, when I first got the PlayStation five, he cried mm-hmm. when he opened it up on Christmas, he literally cried. And I talked to him about it the other day and he was just, yeah, you know, I'll get to it. It's just there. Mm-hmm. He still plays with it. Mm-hmm. He still enjoys it, 
but the chemical that got activated when the newness was there is not the same chemical in his brain that gets activated. It's not the same hit of dopamine that yeah. was. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a bad thing. It's just a it's natural just, thing. It's just different. I think yeah. we said that on the live. Is like those feelings don't have to go away, but how they're fostered and how they're generated it changes. Yeah. Like I still get chills when you touch me. Yeah. Ooh, like, last night I got a little. <laughs> I got a little out of you. I was rubbing your feet. You just I was like, "Oh, we back, we back." Started <laughs> go crazy. I think it's certain things now when when I notice that the touch is for me. Yeah. That's when it drives mm. me crazy. Okay. You know, I know that. Uh, physical touch is your love language so sometimes when we're touching and hugging and all that it's just for you it's for you to feel comforted it's for you to feel loved yeah um but knowing that that's not my love language but you you're trying and you see hey she she's tired she need her feet rubbed you know mm-hmm. what? She looks really good. I'm gonna where you're trying to acknowledge me in the touch. Mm-hmm. That's now where I get the most feeling in euphoria from. Yeah. So the euphoria hasn't gone away. I still feel the same way when I see your blue car pull up in the driveway. I still get excited. Mm. I I might not show it as much because I'm in the middle of fifty different things, but it's never going to be a time where I'm not excited to see you. Maybe the excitement is shown in a different way, but. It's still there. It's still there. Still my boo thing. For sure. For sure. I think it's important to highlight the intentionality. And I think when I was going through couples therapy, that's literally what the phase is called. Infatuation phase and intentionality phase. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the the misconception is, is that when you come out of the infatuation phase, that there's something that has been lost. And because it doesn't feel the same or it looks different, that somehow the value has changed. And I don't think that that's accurate. I think that there's more beauty in the decision Mm -hmm. versus being pulled by some physical response, right? Yeah. Because I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think the physical response is sustainable. I think you guys did an excellent job articulating that on the locker room episode where Ryan just said, Plainly, it's a choice. Like, I love you because I choose to. And I think that's more beautiful. And Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of people get hung up on the feelings in their relationship. So when the feelings Mm. fade, they feel like something's changed in their relationship. Something's got to be fixed. Something's wrong, like red flags, because the feeling that I felt in the beginning is no longer there. Yeah. But, like, there's going to be a point in every relationship where the way that you felt initially, because you changed, because I changed, because our circumstances changed, those feelings may not be generated you have to make choices that help get those feelings back yeah. or you just make an intentional choice to love <clears throat> who you're with regardless of what it feels like. And for me, when you choose to love me versus you just feel like loving me, it makes all the difference. Absolutely. When I know that you're choosing to do things that are outside of your norm, yeah. it makes me feel so much better than, Oh, hi, baby. How are you? I got butterflies. Like, nah, this man is sacrificing his own feelings his own happiness to satisfy me in a way that I need to be satisfied. That's an intentional choice. And that's what gets me going. Yeah. And it's that, it's that just difference that I think trips a lot of people up, but there's once again, and I know I keep repeating it, but I really mean it that there's so much more beauty in the decision 
right? Like the excitement when you see somebody come over your house. Like I remember when um, when we first started dating, I'd try to get off work early, get home, get showered up because I knew she was coming. <laughs> I'd get really excited. Uh, you know, I leave the door unlocked. She'd come in and I'd get excited. But there's so much more beauty in the knowing that she'll be home. Like it's exciting. Oh, she's coming over. That's exciting, but that's surface because it's fickle. At that phase, she can come in. She might not. She might decide she don't want to come over anymore. But there's so much more beauty in I don't even have to think about where she's going to be. I know she's coming home. I know she's going to be here because she's decided that this is where she wants to be. To me, the fact that me pulling up is normal is far more beautiful than me pulling up and you being excited because it was unexpected. Yeah, I don't have to like I don't have to worry. I don't have to wonder. Yeah. I don't have to second guess it. And to me, if I'm going to feel happy and elated about anything, that's what I want to feel happy and elated about. That you are a constant in my life, that you are yeah. consistent and that above everything else you have going on, you choose to be here. Absolutely. That makes me feel good. 100%. So, how do how do couples who are OGs in this game, right? Like 20 years for deep. the most part, like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking that like this, but we still, you know, we've had a bunch of stuff that kind of like, there's things that happen seasonally that just kind of re- reinvigorate that infatuation. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the newness of being married. Oh yeah. That was like a whole new, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Area of our relationship that we never explored before. So me being husband, you was something new. You know, exactly. So we're still pretty new. Mm -hmm. What do you say to the people who got a decade, you know what I mean? Two decades, three decades under their belt and are looking to ignite the fire. You know what I mean? Where did, where's that found at? I, so when we were talking about there being beauty and knowing, um, I think that we get so hung up (laughs) on, the intricacies of relationships that we forget what they are at their core. Yeah. Right. And when you marry somebody and they choose you every day for 20 plus years, like to me, I don't care what that looked like because as easy as it is to get divorced nowadays, there has been, I can tell you 20 times at least in the last year that somebody has been like, yo, you know what? I'm good. I'm over this. But the fact that your person is still there and still staying with you, I think you have to find beauty in that. And we get so hung up on, oh, we not doing the same things or he's never home. She's never home. She always with her friend. She's always doing this. Like communication is the number one key to a relationship. So if there is something that's lacking, you have to open up your mouth and you have to say that. See, that's the part. Yeah. But then you also have to just understand that the things that y'all did way back then that can't be the same things that y'all do to foster y'all relationship now. And y'all have to find what works for you in that season. Yeah, there's a balance because although there's beauty in the knowing, there's also still for not for everybody, but for me, I still want to have fun. Absolutely. And sometimes when you do the same thing every day, it's not fun. So you got to mix it up. You know what I mean? Like that is beauty in this, this, steady sturdy relationship that i could put my weight on i know we won't cave in i know it's here okay now that we've established it it, now that you're we're here 
let's still live. Yeah, you can't like, get complacent in that. I don't want to be so regimented that I know, like we look up and it's been five years of this schedule and this program that we've been doing. Like right, this day we got the kids, this day we do this. And then we look up and it's like, wow, where we did the time go? Each other. But I think too, you have to recognize that like, the season of your relationship may have changed where dating and y'all done did everything that y'all can think of doing. But how do you find what works for y'all to reinvigorate that feeling? Yeah, it's discovering the new stuff. Yeah. Right. It's like when sex starts to feel like, all right, I know this position. Yeah. Okay. I know after you do this, I always flip on my back. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. I always lay on my stomach now. All right. We always start off with this. And then we go to that. Mm-hmm. This is when it's like, all right, let me see who she is in this season, right? I know what she likes here. Let's see where else we can take it. And again, I'm going to go back to talking about it, right? Because if you're feeling that, chances are your spouse is probably feeling that too. Like, oh, it's getting It'll regimented. It'll always be like getting, that. Yeah. But you don't know unless you open up your mouth, right? Communication, And yeah. if even if they're not feeling it because you are and because y'all are in a relationship together, like I would assume that once you communicate that, that, Someone who loves you and cares about you is going to make the steps to accommodate and meet you there. Like for Stay us. There. Oh. Yeah. The, I, just, I just wanted you to say that again because a lot of times people, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy's been on me about my podcast etiquette if you watch YouTube. I'm getting better. She's working with me. Um, but there's a lot of people who get caught up in this scenario, right? But they're dealing with somebody who, because they don't feel the same way, they don't feel the need to meet their partner's needs, right? Mm-hmm. So what are you talking about? It's good. Like, there's nothing wrong. They're saying, I need more, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm different in the season. It's like, come on, like, you doing too much. Like, like just relax. It's, you know what I mean? I'm going through this. Yeah. I'm going through whatever it is. But I really love the fact that you said when you're with somebody who loves you you and wants to still please you wants to still satisfy you and still wants to love you Mm -hmm. in a way that's gratifying not just to them but to you as well that's what makes a difference because you can communicate all day if you communicate with somebody who just doesn't care now we have a different issue we need to address and to me if we're just talking about the area of sex like sex is so much more enjoyable when everybody's having fun. Like, okay, yeah, you can get yours. It's and- one or two. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, me and you, when we both having fun, when we both enjoying it. Absolutely. Like, there, I, we talked before on our dang. podcast about the here boy dang booty. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give that to you and I know you don't want that. Mm-hmm. So if I'm communicating to you that, hey, if we try this or I yeah. need something different, it's not only to benefit me, it's going to be- benefit you as Experience well because now I'm more into it. And I think that that, is in every area of life, right? Absolutely. I think, too, that it's important for couples who have been together for a long time to spend time apart. And mm. I I remember when I just left for that that period of time where it was like, oh, my God, I just, I just miss him and I want to be with him. But I was also with women who are in season marriages who weren't really feeling that. Yeah, And I thought about what that feels like when I am with somebody every single day. We always go on vacation together. We're always together. We work, we, we work together. We love together. Like everything mm-hmm. is together. When I get that time apart, what does that do for my relationship? I would hope that it gives me a chance to really miss that person and remember the things that I loved about them. 
So it's important to explore, take time when you're in a seasoned relationship to take time to explore yourself, find your own interest, and then bring that fun and excitement that you find in your own personal life back to your relationship. You can share new things with them. Y'all can find new ways to love on each other or to have fun or to explore. But you also can have fun apart so that when you come back together, you're still happy and enjoyable and you're not just getting that fulfillment from your relationship. Yeah. It's like, um, I remember this, this is, you know how my mind works with analogies, but as you were talking, <laughs> this is what I saw. I remember uh, this one time I had really um, jacked up my thumb. I had sprained it really bad playing football and I had to wrap it up. I mm-hmm. couldn't use it at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. <laughs> how much you use your thumbs. Yeah. That you know, this is out of all the figures, and I don't know if this is true or not, but between the pointer and this, the pointer finger and the thumb, this has to be one of the most consequential fingers on That's your what hand. That's set us apart from the animals. Absolutely. The opposable thumb. But when it's there every day, you don't notice its significance. Absolutely. It's just a part of my hand. It's there. I use it. Cool. Boom. Ain't that special. It's my hand. It's just a thumb. <laughs> when it's gone, then there's this new appreciation all the areas in life in which you need it and now it's not there, mm-hmm. you like, man, I can't wait till I get my thumb moving again. <laughs> that's what you being gone those days, that's what it reminded me of, right? Like, yeah, there's beauty in knowing that you're here and I need you. I, you, you know, you're such a staple in my life at mm-hmm. this point. But you being gone those days made me be like, yo, when the day's over with and the kids are asleep, <laughs> What do I talk to about my day? It's a new appreciation. Like it helps it's you a develop new a new appreciation. Oh, absolutely. So I think that sometimes people will give the advice that like when when couples are seasoned and they've been together for a long time that they need to find new things to do together. No, sometimes I need to find new things to do apart. Like find happy. That's true. Find yourself and then bring that new person back into your relationship. That's true. Like, so now you're not having sex with Sarah that you always have sex with. Now you're having sex with Sarah that it went out and it's Sarah. <laughs> yeah, you know Now she coming back and she's like, yeah, <laughs> let me tell you. What is she doing different apart that she coming back bringing new stuff to the bedroom? Because that's not like cheating. At least, oh, let me <laughs> I'm see. just playing. I'm going to say for me. <laughs> I'm just playing. When I am fulfilled in other areas of my life, I I don't. I can't even put into words what it does for me when I'm with you. Now nah, I felt it when you came back from woman now I loose. You came back loose. I, yeah, listen, loose on a goose. <laughs> Said, all right, I came back invigorated. <laughs> Went back for thir- thirty minutes before. You, yes, Lord. They said to me a text, "Hey, babe, come here. Hey, yes, what's up? Lord. You good? You, you, what you need? <laughs> come shut the door. Okay, lock it. Lock the door." <laughs> Yes, it's 3 p.m. <laughs> it's, it's still light yeah. outside. We finna do it. Okay. But it was because like I went down there yeah. and found the out things about myself that I either didn't know or I had forgot. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so when I came back, like, yo, let me I'm a dope person. Yeah. Let me show you how dope I am. Absolutely. <laughs> and also, like, on a small level, I felt that when we went to Nashville. You know, we went to Nashville. We did these, and that's the thing about traveling with with organized people. They <laughs> we had an itinerary. Shout out to Jay oh my god, <laughs> every part of that day was scheduled. So when we went and split up, I went with the fellas. You went with the ladies. I'd be there like, 
I just want to be with my wife, man. Like, like I, I love kicking it with the homies, and I miss that. I love that male camaraderie, like mm-hmm. kicking it with the homies. But after at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, all right, y'all, I'm going to go. Yo, you going to meet me at Jenny's Ice Cream? Like, yeah, you know it helps I mean? you develop an appreciation. And I think there are couples who have the opposite effect of that, right? Yeah. Where they spend so much time apart that when they get together, they don't know how to behave with Step one balance. another. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just introducing who you are in in whatever season of your life to your person because they've gotten used to who you've been for the last 10 years. Yeah. So now when you're recognizing in yourself that I need something different, I need more, I need change, and you are communicating that to them, like I think showing them how it can benefit your relationship as a whole, and then offering to enter to meet them because hopefully they've changed in this new time as well i don't want to just assume that everything that you like that you like steak and mashed potatoes and you gonna like steak and mashed potatoes for the rest of your life then when you're ready to eat salmon you can't you feel like you can't tell me that because i've always cooked you steak and mashed potatoes and you don't want to change you know i don't want to interrupt i don't want to throw things off i don't want to you know nah tell me what you like right now because what you like yesterday might not be the same thing that you like now I need to know that so that I can love you the best way that I know how. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think um, although the honeymoon phase doesn't last forever, that doesn't mean that romance can't last forever. Absolutely. And when you have the focus and you're both coming to the relationship and every day you start off with the same intention of, how can I love this person in the best way possible today? You'll always find your way back there. Every day is not going to be good. There's going to be bad days, sometimes bad weeks, sometimes bad seasons. Years. <laughs> Whole seasons where you just can't, can't find your groove, right? But when the intention, when both of you guys have this intention of I'm not going nowhere and I'm going to make this work, you'll always find your way back. That's my belief system. If you open up your mouth. Yeah. Faith without works is dead. You have to talk. You have to communicate. You have to be willing to compromise. Gotta do the work. Yeah. And change too. You gotta be able to change, be adaptable. And you gotta watch too. You have to watch your partner. You have to stay curious about them. And that's one of the things that makes a honeymoon phase so dope. It's the curiosity of this mm-hmm. person that's mm-hmm. in front of you. It's like, wow, who are they? What makes them tick? Oh, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite? You know, like you're just in this rabbit hole of finding out who this person is. But it's exciting because you're curious. Stay problem is, curious. Yeah, the problem is when you get used to them, you stop being curious. Then you get on the schedule and every day they're changing little by little, piece by piece. But circumstances situations life seasons they're evolving Mm -hmm. but because you're not curious you miss it and that's when we wake up and you hear the old adage i woke up and i was laying next to a complete stranger stranger in my house yeah but no that that didn't happen overnight Mm -hmm. sis that didn't happen overnight bro (laughs) day by day we asked each other all the time like well i i specifically asked you like is there anything that i can do better Absolutely. What, what do you need from me? Yeah. Is there anything that I'm missing out on? Is there anything that you need to tell me that you haven't told me? Yeah. Like, I think that because I want to make sure that I'm loving you the best way that I know how, 
And sometimes I use it as an as an as a door opener. It's something I want to tell you. But if I ask you first, I know you're gonna ask me back. Yeah. So then I can be like, okay, yeah, I need you to, or I like it when you do this, but you haven't done it in a while. Absolutely. Um, and to not be offended when they tell you that. Like when someone is expressing a true need to you, even if it's outside of something that you just know you don't do, don't be offended. When they tell you or when mm. they give you that feedback, because honestly, it's not an indictment on you. It's them trying to get the love that they need so that they can be them best selves for you. Yeah. I I want to know if I'm not loving you right. For sure. Absolutely. And vice versa. Vice versa. I saw this comment on, I can't remember what social media it was. I don't think it's relevant, but um, it was this guy, random dude, and he had like a little... Uh, status after status about what he's learned in his 20 years of marriage. Mm. And one of the things that kind of stuck out to me was this idea that he approached every day like love was a competition. Like, you're not going to outlove me today. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I remember having that mindset early in our relationship. Like, yeah, nah, you're not going to outdo me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's so dope. And I think it's a beautiful way to look at it where you're just approaching your love for your spouse, your love for your partner with this intentionality. Yeah. I just think it makes it so dope. So like I said, the honeymoon phase won't last forever, but romance can. Can can we can you do me a favor? What's up? Can you hold my hand? <laughs> can you pray for those who may be struggling in that area? All right, can I put on some soft music no. or something? No. Nope. <laughs> put some Maverick behind it. No. All right. Uh, listen, if you're driving, just tap in with us. Whatever you're doing, tap in with us. We're going to pray um, specifically for couples, marriages, but people who are just trying to thrive in the area of love and relationships. Uh, close your eyes if you can. Bow your heads if you can. Uh, but Father God, we just thank you. Thank you. Uh, we thank you for every ear that is tuned in to this platform right here right now at this very moment god uh we know that it is not by accident it is not by coincidence this very moment this very nudge to pray god is very intentional intentional by you by the holy spirit god so right now we just touch and agree for every marriage every relationship under the sound of my voice father god there's somebody right now who's in a season where they're struggling to find the flame to find the fire in their marriage struggling to find the fun in the relationship god and i pray right now for those relationships i pray for that spark to be reignited i pray that the love is fun again I pray that the that the relationship is fulfilling again. I pray for excitement again. I pray for trips. I pray for a different look when they look into their lover's eyes, God, one of intentionality. I pray that they see their spouse in a way that they've never seen them, God, that maybe there's been a season where their spouse has evolved and grown, God. I pray that there's a supernatural curiosity, God, that makes them look into their lover's life in a way that they've never done it before, God. And through that, there's an intentional 
love that happens, God. A love that doesn't just happen by chance, but it happens through you. That the more that they get closer to you together intentionally, the more that they get closer to you intentionally, the more that they get closer to each other intentionally, God. I pray for these marriages. I pray that they thrive, not just survive. Too many people are just surviving in love, God. But you did more than just want us to survive. You said that you come, that we have life, but not just life, but life more abundantly, God. So I pray that every marriage under the sound of my voice experiences life more abundantly, love more abundantly in the way that you intended when you created the marriage between man and woman, God. We give you praise in advance for what you're doing in every marriage and every uh, relationship that's attached to this platform, everybody who's listening, God. We just thank you and give you praise in advance for what you've already done. We declare it and we say it is so. In In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 It wasn't good? I'm a church boy. I feel like after you need some sort of sign up to it. I don't know. Yes, Lord. And I think one thing that um, stood out to me when you prayed is that you pray that they just live. And we get so used to existing that we forget to live. Um, Mm. Life is so precious. Uh, We had an evidence of that today in in our close circle that life is just precious and it can be taken away in an instant and you don't want to take your spouse for granted or take for granted the fact that they will always be there because one day they will not and by the grace of God we just pray that in the time that you have to live and to enjoy life with your spouse that you take advantage of every one of those moments and for the single people out there who are looking for that we pray that you find it and that in the meantime that you enjoy and experience the love of God so that when someone comes in your life that you know what that love feels like and what it should feel like and you don't accept anything less than that absolutely um when we say we love love we're not playing we really mean that (laughs) and it's our hearts push it's our heart's nudge it's our heart's commission that we want you to love love too i know we say it, it's become like a catchphrase and um just i don't think when we initially started saying it we knew um what it meant but just in these moments right i feel it so intently that's literally been our experience with one another falling back in love with love mm-hmm. right uh with one another experiencing this new outlook on love um and then feeling this push to want other people to experience it in the way that we have experienced it. Uh, so it's not just a catchphrase, not just a slogan. It's something that God has really placed on our hearts. And yeah, that's what this platform is about. We are going to get there. If you're not there, it will be so. We we say it, we believe it. And we're not just, uh, you know, blabbing in, trying to grab it. We're putting work behind our faith. And that's why it will come to pass. Uh, so we love y'all. As always, uh, tomorrow we will be back live, as always, on Facebook, YouTube, hopefully TikTok. If uh, the Lord and Brandy's battery on the cell phone says the same, (laughs) we'll be back. Um, So, yeah, as always, we love love. And y'all should love love, too. Peace. Peace.